Hold on. Can we wait 10 seconds? Are we, are we actually on? Is that all been... Listen, mate. Yeah? It's just freestyling. So yeah, of course that's, it is. I think that's the beauty of the show. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Copper Box, everybody. Um, we would, I was just asked trying to work out how to tweak the link, but I guess if you're watching, you're watching. So welcome. Congratulations. Quite a night. Unbelievable, wasn't mate, it? I mean, I'm still a bit concerned about Conor Ben. Um, <laughs> Took a few wants, shots. No, he just wants to fight everybody because yeah. he's, he's been training for 12 hard rounds. Yeah. And I was nervous tonight when I sat down because Vargas looked massive in the ring. And... Uh, you know, when he first stunned him with the right hand, I thought, just, just calm, calm, but that's not really what he does. So, um, you know, I think that it was a massive statement, wasn't it? You know, a couple of people said, did the ref jump in a little bit early? It, he saved Samuel Vargas from getting absolutely annihilated. Yeah, because yeah. ultimately he went on seven rounds against Virgil Ortiz and he could have gone on probably eight or nine, but Jack Reese did the right thing. Yeah, Mark, I don't only, think that only, was different though, you no, know, it was like, because it, it was early in the fight. Yeah. Could he, could he have, though, given the ropes, probably held him up after that uppercut? Could he have given him a standing eight just to assess him? Maybe. Mm. And that's an argument you could you could say. But was it one-way traffic? Probably, yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, you get to a point where, you know, you take those shots and, you, and the ref jumps in. You say, OK, um, you saved him from getting knocked out, but it was only going one way. Mm. You know, he, he was stunned. He was hurt. And Connor's ferocious. You know, he's letting those combinations go. What? How improved is he? You know, he said in the interview after... Hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. I said, mate, you've got the talent now. Mm. And he didn't used to have it. I was watching uh, Sky played his fight with Luke Kelleher in Glasgow, his second fight. Yep. It's all over the place. I yep. mean, he was slapping with you know, the shots. He's a proper world, world title contender now. It's actually an amazing rise. And you look at the, like the, the PBC stable is the one at welterweight, but they've got a lot of ageing fighters. I mean, Pacquiao's 42, Thurman hasn't fought for a couple of years, and Garcia and some of the other guys are approaching their mid-30s. Looking at guys like Jaron Ennis and Virgil Ortiz that people have been mm. talking about, you have to start looking at him as one of those sort of future contenders now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, um, I mean, that's an interesting point because the guys who are at the back end of their career, they're really the guys that the young pups are targeting, yeah. and rightfully so. So, like, Jaron Ennis is a standout fighter. Virgil Ortiz is a standout fighter. You know, Conor Ben's got a little bit of work to do. Yeah, you know, yeah, a couple yeah. of fights before you can start mentioning him in, in those kind of yeah. names. But he is certainly a world title contender. And you just don't put, you know, I mean, as much as I'd love to see Jerron Ennis against Virgil Ortiz, it ain't happening anytime it's soon. It's not going to happen until it's So those kind of guys, and Conor included, will be looking at those names, Danny Garcia, yeah. Sean Porter, yeah. Amir Khan, and saying, I think I can beat those guys. And what a scalp that is. What a massive fight that is for me. It's whether Heyman will free those guys up, though, for, for the opportunities. That's the problem. Or if they want to fight a young up-and-comer. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the argument of Amir Khan. Of course. And Amir Khan's really in the stage. And he won't mind me saying, he wants a big fight he for a load a of money. Yeah, he of does. Yeah. And, and, you know, that for him might be Kel Brook. But I don't think the Kel Brook fight is anywhere near as intriguing as the Conor Ben fight. Mm. Because it's a complete crossroads fight between a British boxing legend if you like some people might not agree i think he is amir khan and a kid that is coming through the ropes that just wants to tear everybody's head off so if khan if you, if you just call khan up and say look do you fancy it and he says like it's not not of any interest to me the money's not right or whatever um who do we go for do you look at avanesian maybe i think avanesian is a really really good fight yeah. a really tough fight as well 
I mean, Avanesian sometimes is in the, not the who needs him club, because, you know, he's a fantastic fighter, but he's dangerous and doesn't have the name value of someone that's less dangerous, mm. right? So when you're matching a fight, you look at someone like, like who would you think that Conor Ben has more chance against? Avanesian or Amir Khan? The latter, in my opinion, right? At this stage of his career. And, and then in that case, well, the Amir Khan fight is 20 times bigger and pays Conor 20 times more money. Yeah. So common sense tells you that's the way we want to go. But Conor's hungry. You know, he wanted to fight Josh Kelly. Obviously, he got beat. Yeah. He wanted to fight Avanesian. For me, and I know Tony Sims is sort of the brains behind the operation. Tony knows, like, we could still do with some more rounds. We could still do with another fight at that level. Really, I wanted that fight to go nice and deep to give him the experience. Mm. But he's a very, very ambitious young man. And he's not really up for hanging around. He wants to take those challenges. It's up to us, the team, just to say, let's do the right thing. And Amir's not going to be ready till October, no, November. Ramadan's coming up. You know, he's not training. So I'd like to see Conor Ben back out in June, July, get another good world title level guy, fringe world championship level guy under his belt, do some rounds, and then we're good to go against anyone. Okay. Um, let's talk about Savannah Marshall. Um, Cresta Shields is. I think is, she's having a pop at you. Well, I'm I think, sure. yeah, or maybe she is. And she, she tweeted you saying, um, she always you, know, you know what needs to happen. Well, that is means, it a financial figure or something else that she wants conditionally no, to No, just, just financial figure. Okay. You know. Um, and you know what? Like, I think there are certain fighters in female boxing that have earned the right to shout out the massive paydays. Yeah. She's one of them. Yeah. You know, she, she, I think she thinks that I don't like her. I really do. I think she's great for I boxing. I think she's a great fighter as well. Yeah, and she, Marshall... what she's done, I mean, but I, I honestly, and I know that sometimes I talk a load of shit and I hype things up, I would bet anything that Savannah Marshall beats her. I'm and I bet you. she stops her. I bet you. she does. You know, and she's so, she's so clever. She's, and Clarissa comes in, she's aggressive. You know, she, sometimes she fights with her face and... She's not a puncher. No, she's not. She's not. And I just see I think Savannah she thinks Marshall. she's a puncher. And I think that's where she'll but feel record, it may be assaulted. A record show, you know, well, she had two, two stoppages, stoppages yeah. in, in, a, in a win. So I just, I would love to make that fight. But you get to a stage, if you're Clarissa, and you say, oh, by the way, you know, all these fighters get to that level. Katie Taylor as well. What's the next challenge? Yep. And, and tell me another fight for Clarissa Shields, really, that you want to see. Mm. You know, I think she's come out earlier and she went, well, there's bigger fights out there for me, you know, um, H. Diva and you know Francois Dazan and it's like no, not really they're not no no this is the fight she beat you once in the amateurs I believe she'll beat you again but let's find out but I do need to pull up the dough I mean that is I, so I'm you, you said you might have to go a bit above market value yeah but you know what quite it'll be so much fun it'll be worth it's it. worth paying for yeah yeah you know sometimes you have to overpay for a fight not just because people want to see it but because you want to see it you know and when you believe in your fighter so much. It makes you go, do you know what? I fancy this. And I know that if Savannah Marshall... And you can do that fight in America. You can do it in the UK. You could do two. You know, because the build-up's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, and Savannah yeah. Marshall's not exactly, like, just some motor mouth. But Clarissa is. And she'll sell that fight. Yeah, yeah. And she's the A-side at the moment. And if you piss her off enough, I think you've probably done half of it, half of it for yeah, her. Yeah, but she'll probably chin me. And, that, and everyone would love that. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I just want to get Peter Fury in, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, I don't know whether that mic is, is live. Is that one? So That's we funny. can get P Peter in with both of us. Pete? Sorry, Coogs, not you, mate. Oh, you mentioned my name, though. Coogan Gassis, IFL TV, yeah. in association with... Who is it? Peter, good to see you. Congratulations on, on tonight. Obviously, a, a challenging week for you and Savannah. Um, massive credit, firstly, to Marie Limburg for coming in and, uh, and saving the day. Yeah, you know, exactly. We, we did think it was going to get put off, but Eddie again pulled it out the bank, <laughs> didn't you? So it was, uh, I was very grateful uh, to, for Savannah to be on, to 
to be honest, because I thought, you know, probably going to get put off to another show or something. So it was nice to get her out. I mean, obviously, stylistically, very different challenge. Femke Herman's a real switch hit. I mean, she switches every 10 seconds, much, much more on the back foot. You're going to have to be kind of chasing her and, I guess, doing different things. Limbo was always going to be a slightly different challenge. What did you say to Savannah just to get her prepped tactically for this one? To be honest, Limberg is a better fighter than the others. Yeah. You know, she's got a bit of an awkward style. She comes forward on the jab. You know, she's, uh, she throws her shots pretty neat, you know, but she ain't in with Savannah Marshall. And uh, like I say, she, um, Savannah, when you're in front of her, it's another matter. Even the jabs, it's like being hit with a piece of steel. You know, she's just got that natural power there, especially when she uses a range, she turns her shots over mm. and taking her time. You know, feeling the distance and a way in. You know, they'll cripple anybody. I think I think you might agree with this. We're saying the relaxation is where the power's coming from, along with those levers as well. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really know much about that. You know, you, you, Pete's the expert and you a little bit, I suppose. But you know, you can see by the way she's flowing, and, and she did it against Hannah Rankin. You know, she comes out and she feels her way, mm. and then she starts to sit down on her shots and really sink it in. Tonight, she wasn't even sinking, in, sitting down on her shots. You know, it was just free flowing. And Lindbergh doesn't get stopped. She's no. super tough. That's the thing that everybody knows about her. And she looked like she'd seen a ghost when she got hit by Savannah yeah. Marshall. You know, she was on the floor. In fact, from the first knockdown, she looked at her corner as if to say, I don't, you know, could, yeah. you, could you pull me out here, really? And then the second one was the same. And, and um, I just, I just so confident. Like, it's, it's, it's great when, you, when you've got a fighter that you really are so confident about her beating everyone out there. And that's how I feel about Savannah Marshall. You know, I don't have any fear for her fighting any fighter. I just think she's gonna beat them all. And um, she's very lucky that she's in this, around the same weight class as Clarissa Shields. Because yeah. if Clarissa Shields wasn't there, you know, we, we'd be chasing the fights that Clarissa's having. You know, mm -hmm. Ellen Cedaros, uh, Francoise Dessert, you know, which are great fights, but they're just not fights that are, are gonna resonate with, with the casual fans and people around the world. And, and Shields is a star. You know, she is a star and we'll have to pay for that, but we'll pay for it because we'll win. And it's gonna be a great night. Peter, I know you're a student of the game. Have you been watching Clarissa Shields uh, over the last 12 months or so and, and formulating some sort of game plan in your mind? Yeah, we know exactly what's what. But the good thing is the fights that Savannah's having, you can't really train for her because she, she practices all kinds of things. Small sparring partners, southpaws, all different ranges. That's how I, why we wasn't bothered about taking this fight because she's prepared for every eventuality that's what we train for we don't use a certain style oh we're boxing this person we're just going to box for that i put everything in the mix because things come out the blue this is the game we're in you know she pulled out whatever for the covid another one stepped in so she's versatile savannah we are clarissa shields hasn't even seen savannah's inside game yet you know so that's all we've not seen yet because there's been no need to see it mm. because to be honest she's not getting out of first and second gear you know, listen to the corner work when I'm speaking. I'm saying, you know, take your time. Let's just relax. Feel your way. Find the jab. I'm not selling there to go out there and knock her head off. I'm saying, right, this round, just pick it up a bit more. Like in the second round there, I said, just, just try and use the jab a little bit more. Find your range. Get your range with the jab. But as soon as she seems to touch them, she's there to them. Yeah, so exciting, isn't it? It is. Because, like I said, you know, we are... Although Clarissa always feels I'm having pot shots out, I couldn't give her an, an more credit. Mm. You know, she's been out there, she's been promoting herself in a women's game for a long, long time. And we're blessed that we have the ability to take that fight because it's, it's, the, it's the kind of fight that's going to make Savannah a start as well at the same time. Yeah, I think she has just tweeted me how like Savannah had in 2018 when she and her team turned down a contract for my Yeah, team. I don't know what well, this was. I mean, well, I wasn't even then, three years ago. I mean, no, but of course, I mean, Savannah, fight, I think Savannah, she keeps saying Savannah Marshall turned down a fight. I wasn't 
promoting her there. Yeah. But she must have had three fights at the time. Yeah. Or something like that. It would have made no fights. sense whatsoever. Well, no, but, yeah. you know, and even now, like, you know, she's still, if she fights Clarissa Shields now, she's ready, by the way, but you'd always like to do, you know, get as many rounds under your belt as possible when you go into a fight like that. And by the way, it's very likely she would have another fight beforehand. And I might, I might even put them both on the same card. You know, and start building it up. But, you know, that fight for me has to happen this year because they're both in their prime. You know, it's a tremendous fight. And, uh, you know, I just, I love it. I love the build-up. I love the fight. I love, she, you know, and Clarissa's great fun. Yeah. yeah Even she though she is. doesn't like you. Well, I, and maybe you as well, but whatever. Um, where you go, I go. Um, I think the IBF is vacant. We, yes. we, we, I think we've kind of established that this mm. week. Um, maybe somebody like Ema Cozen for, for that, if you can, if you can Yeah, or even, like we were saying to Peter, about maybe moving up. Um, in fact, Ellen Sederos, who's a really good yeah, fighter, she, is, yeah. she nearly took the fight this weekend. Did she? Yeah, you know, she had another fight planned and it just wasn't enough time. So she's obviously game, yeah. you know, to take challenges. That's another good fight. Yeah. I'd like to see her fight a champion because the only criticism of Savannah, and it's not her fault or anybody's fault, is she fought for a vacant belt yep. and she hasn't fought an established champion yet. So I think that could be next for the summer and then 1 million percent straight into the Shields fight. Great stuff. Well, Peter, exciting times for you. Just want to wish you many congratulations and uh, continued success with Savannah Thank you this year. Much, Thanks for everything. Thanks very Thank much. All the best. Cheers. Um, okay, we're talking about um, value for money. Let's mm. talk about Shannon Courtney and Ebony oh, Bridges this week because that was some build-up and they really did set the bar of expectations high and, and it almost seemed unsurpassable given all the talk and then they just went and raised the bar to yeah. like, you, know, you know what? Like, I think we know that in some divisions in women's boxing, there isn't that much depth, mm. right? So when you get to five and zero or whatever Shannon is, you know, six, seven and one, or you know, it's kind of like there's not really a lot more than you can do than other take a big leap and fight for a world title. Yep. So my worry tonight was that maybe they weren't good enough to fight for a world title, or maybe the quality wasn't going to be because people are used to seeing Katie Taylor fighting, you know, Chantel Cameron and Savannah yeah, it was Marshall. A fair criticism, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah, and actually the first belt and the most pleasing thing to me was after the first round I went. That's pretty good fight, yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. And then it got better and better and better. And I've got to say, you know, I'm, I'm over the moon for Shannon Courtney. Massive props to Ebony Bridges. I just saw her outside. I mean, her eye is horrendous. Mm. She said she couldn't see for the last two rounds. No, no. Um, I actually gave her more credit on the scorecards than the judges. Uh, she, she, she a million percent lost the fight, and she, she acknowledges that. Yep, yep. But I gave her three rounds, maybe four rounds. Yep. She's a novice. She's had five fights. She's going to come again. People really enjoyed her, her time over here. She's smart. You know, don't don't be fooled by the Barbie girl ring walk and, you know, the underrated one. She does that to create attention, but she loves to fight. And I think she's a good fighter. And for Shannon now, for me, it's it's the rematch of Rachel Ball. You know, in July, I think it's a great fight. I think she needs to put that right on her career. And she's going to improve as well. You know, yeah. people give her a stick. Oh, maybe she's not world-class. She's getting better and better. And, you know, she, that was a tough fight for her tonight. It was. Um, and you alluded to that one, maybe being part of Fight Camp. Can you give me any information at all on, on the rough plans for Fight Camp? It's going to be Fight Think of Fight Camp last time and then ramp it up by about 50, right? In terms of the fights, we've got crowds this time. It is going to be unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. And we're going for it. That little spell of fight camp is going to be phenomenal. And I think Shannon Courtney against Rachel Ball. You know, every time there was a great fight from fight camp that was a little bit controversial, you know, maybe Harper, Jonas, yep. maybe Cheeseman, Eggington, uh, Ball against Courtney, do them again. You know, we, we've seen it. So, yeah, fight camp back, recharged, and with a crowd. Amazing. So uh, it's going to be great. 
Uh, Tony Sims is just to our right-hand side and I think deserves an enormous amount of credit for some of the results. Not only uh, Ted Cheeseman, an amazing performance um, in Gibraltar a couple of weeks ago. Connor Ben tonight, absolutely sensational, Tony. Um, how pleased are you with, with your man? Yeah, really pleased. You know, um, Obviously, we were expecting a tough fight. Um, if you look at Vargas' last couple of fights, you know, Virgil Ortiz, like 17 and 0, 17 KOs, supposedly the biggest puncher in a world weight division, young fighter, you know, and he, he took him six rounds, the fight before that, Colosio split decision, so he was expecting a tough night, but um, I thought Connor come out nice and smart, used his jab, put his punches together well, he caught him, you know, stepped in the uppercut, you mm. know what I mean, he put his punches together well, so, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a great work by him tonight. I did wonder whether Michael Alexander might just have a look at him and give him a standing eight count because the ropes were kind of holding him up at some point. Do you think that was a good stoppage? Was, was that almost inevitable, do you think? Well, you can't get standing eight counts, can you, in pro, pro fight? Well, if the, the ropes are holding you up, referee can, can, can step in if he deems that the ropes kept you up rather than you actually going down of your own I volition. think Michael Alexander's like an experienced referee, yeah. do you know what I mean? He's had loads of fights as a pro. He knows. I think he could see that he was gone, he was done. He's like Eddie was saying earlier, I think another couple of punches and he could have brutally got, you know, knocked out on the floor. So I thought it was a great decision. I think sometimes people at home, you know, they want to see that, yeah, but course. ultimately the referee's got an obligation to save a fighter. I think Vargas camped you up, didn't he? Asked if he went down. Yeah. You know, I oh, think right, he okay. was. You know, he was. Yeah. Uh, he was stunned. And it was. I think one of the, the the tough things for Vargas was that it came so early in the fight. You know, he was caught yeah. cold, really, yeah. wasn't he? And and uh, and Connor don't take any prisoners when he's got his man hurt. And mm. um, you know, Tony's done a great job with him. And Tony's on a great run. You know, Cheeseman, Ben. And got a couple of, you know, Martin Ward's about to fight in the final eliminator against uh, Fujili um, from uh, South Africa. Mm. You've got John Ryder, he's going to fight Morel for the regular title as well. So hopefully Tony's run continues. Because when you're hot, you're hot. And a new gym. Nice. And a new gym, yeah. Felix Cash. Felix Cash Saturday against Morel. Yeah, Saturday week, yeah. So uh, Felix is in good shape as well. So. Yeah, um, it's been an hard couple of months. I was going to say, though. I don't know when you're sleeping at the moment, so I'm not sleeping. Not. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. Do you know what I'm so happy, though? I thought about Connor. Connor Benny is definitely the guy who shouldn't be fighting behind closed doors because no. he's, he's that, you know, yeah. you see him up there and he deserves a crowd and he, he'll yeah. bounce off a crowd. And I was thinking tonight when I sat down, just win this fight and then we can just go back to crowds because this is his last one. Yeah. Not around crowds, wow. you know. So. It's um, like when when the when the fight ends that early and they've done like a twelve week camp, he was still like pumped up. He after was. He wanted to fight. He wanted to fight. See, he wanted to fight, <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to fight <laughs> Eddie in the post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good job of social distancing. You're not stepping further away. Um, Tony, congratulations, mate. We yeah, wish you all the best, Felix. Uh, thank you. Next week as well. Um, one other person for an honourable mention tonight was Cash Farouk. Yeah. What a fight Farouk that was. Fight. Almost almost forgotten about. I that did, because just of the did. Other fights. Yeah, I know. Um, what a scrap that was. Brilliant fight. I mean, Espinosa was tough, wasn't it? I was trying to sort of build this fight up during the week because. I think people just presume, oh, Eddie's brought this guy over from the Interregular. <laughs> no, and I knew no, that he no. could fight. Yeah. He was a champion. You know, he, he's coming off a really good win to win his WBC international title. Cash is entertaining. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd probably say he traded up a little bit too much in the fight. But listen, I'm not complaining because I love, I love to see it. I just really want to make the Lee McGregor fight. Yeah. You, know, you can't criticise Lee McGregor because he was amazing last time out against Karim Gurphy. Yep. Ben Davison's done a great job. Is, yep. I do feel like Cash Fruit won their first fight. But anyway, it's irrelevant. Like, it was a good fight. It was a competitive fight. That I was just, why you signed him, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I just hope that they, you know, it's not like, oh, well, we're, get, we're past that now. We're going our own way. Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like that fight can sell out the hydro. 
It's a tremendous fight mm. and hopefully we can make it for something, not just for a European title, maybe a world title, Eliminator or something yeah. like that. But you know, Lee McGregor has actually improved, in my opinion, yeah, a oh lot yes. since that fight anyway. He's, he, I think he's IBF number four as well. Yeah, exactly. So he may say, no, I'm going down, you know, which you listen, it's fair enough. But I just feel like as a fan and loving doing shows in Scotland, I mean, now, you know, you've got Cash Farouk, you've mm. still got Ricky Burns looking to fight, you've got Nick Campbell now making yep. his debut, which they're right, going to love him. Yeah. And, and actually another thing, you know, with Nick Campbell, I wasn't sure, to be honest yeah, with you. I yeah. don't mind being honest. I thought rugby player, turn pro, you sure? But listen, there's going to be tougher tests than Frolich. But he put his shots together nice. Good mobility, great engine. You know, he didn't start throwing punches. And he, he takes it seriously, you know? So, uh, listen, when was the last time Scotland had a, a big-name heavyweight? Well, I haven't had a British Commonwealth champion ever, so no. that's, that's his aim. Who would you stick him in with next? Somebody like maybe Tom Little, Cashar Lee, maybe? Or was that a little bit too soon? A bit early, I think. think yeah. I mean, yeah, I think Tom's packed it up now, hasn't he? But I think... Um, no, he's, he's, a, he's a novice. I mean, got some great fighters coming through. Johnny Fisher looks really exciting. Yep. Solomon Dakers, who is, you know, he's got that amateur yes. pedigree yeah, and experience. Yes, yeah. I think you're going to move him quicker. Yep. But I think, I think with Nick Campbell, nice and slow, you know. Um, Frolix is just one of those guys that gets slung in to fight all these big lumps that turn pro. Mm. You know, and he took a shellacking tonight, but that's yeah, what yeah. he was paid to do. Okay, so busy schedule coming up. Um, Williams and, and Andrade. Yeah, what do you think about that fight? Uh, I think if Andrade overlooks him, he could be in for a very, very uncomfortable mm. night. But I think he's probably the favourite. I, I can't wait for that fight because everyone keeps saying, and he's not boxed at the level of Williams since we promoted him because he's boxed Akavov, he's boxed Luke Keeler, Sulecki, to be fair, you know, yeah, you could, you could argue same, same kind of level as, as Andrade. Um, and when he won the title against Calton Dokwa, you know, because Billy Joe couldn't fight, this is the kind of fight I've wanted to see Demetrius Andrade in mm. because I think he's going to fight better when he's got someone that's coming at him that's, that's going to be aggressive. And Liam Williams is like, if you thought Conor Ben was aggressive in his post-fight interview, Liam Williams oh, is a nutter. Yeah. yeah. So I want him to stick it on Demetrius Andrade because everyone keeps telling me, the reason I can't, and I know, the reason I can't make these fights with Charlo and Golovkin is because in boxing, they think Demetrius Andrade may be unbeatable. Yeah. But I want to see him tested. And I know that Liam Williams will test him. So next week, live on the zone. And then um, after that, well, we've also got Milan on Friday night. Yeah. And then the week after that. that, we're in Barcelona. Yep. Gavin McDonnell and Kay Prosper going for the European title. Yep. Nice little cheeky Friday night. And then, of course, the week after, Joseph Parker, Derek Chisora, Chris Eubank Jr., Marcus Morrison, Bivo against Richards, Katie Taylor against Jonas, yep. Campbell Hatton, Scott Fitzgerald, okay. trying to find a big fight for James Tennyson on there as well. Uh, and then Canelo, Billy Joe. Wow. May the 8th. Billy Joe's, Billy Joe has gone so low-key for this fight. You know, he's worked his absolute nuts off. You know, when he started off, he was, you know, I've torn my scrotum, I'm 15 stone yeah. or whatever. He's been in camp for many months for this fight. He's in mm. great shape. It's going to be a great fight. Yeah, it is. Lots to look forward to. Well, thanks very much. Good night. Cheers, yeah. mate. Yeah. See you in a couple hope, of weeks. I hope and some people were watching. Fingers crossed, anyway. Yeah, um, How, yeah? good numbers. If you have... Yeah, yeah. Oh, Scott says 8,000, was it? 80,000. Yeah. Okay. 80,000 people oh, watching really that. It's amazing, Thanks, We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, look forward to it. Uh, May the 1st, Manchester. Chisora Parker will be back post-fight and uh, an all-fight week as well. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon, guys.